Irish eyes are smiling. India and England tie things up and Germany and Australia do what we thought they would. It's day two coming up at the Vitality Hockey World Cup on the World Cup Daily. You are listening to the World Cup Daily, day two from the Vitality Hockey World Cup, Lee Valley in London, England. And my name is Matt Allen, and opposite me is my co-host, Mr. John Lee. John, how are we going? Great. What a great first day's play we had. Absolutely sensational. The sun was shining. The goals were going in. The big hits were going in. What a fantastic day of hockey to get the tournament underway. It was a very physical day's play, wasn't it? It certainly was. was. balls to the head. and um, Yeah, we'll get to yeah. those. Of, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> girls putting it online. Oh well, should we get through the results first of all? Let's do it. Uh, day kicked off with Germany taking on South Africa. 3-1 victory to Germany there. Pretty workmanlike, I, I thought, at the time. Uh, Next game up was England versus India, the second and tenth ranked teams, respectively. Uh, England and India drew one all. Very exciting game, that one. Followed up by an absolute cracking match between the USA and Ireland, with the 16th ranked Ireland getting over the top of the US 3-1, US ranked 7th. Some calling an upset, I'm not so sure. Oh, oh, well, they're all pretty good teams, really, aren't they? And then we finished the day off with what looked like it would have been, unfortunately I couldn't quite stay up to, to catch it all. Uh, saw a few couple of the highlights, but Australia getting over the top of Japan 3-2 there, fifth-ranked Australians and the 12th-ranked Japanese. Absolutely. So, what do uh, you make of first day's play? First, well, the the game I, I was uh, glued to the the most was the early game, um, so that's probably the one I paid most attention to, and I really enjoyed that. I thought the German midfield was was very pacey. Um, Altenberg was very effective going forward from them and we'll hear from Lisa Altenberg coming up uh, very shortly uh, yeah so they were very very strong down that right hand side um, they uh, um, dominated the uh, the circle entries through the game I think it ended up at the at the final uh, whistle 40 circle penetrations mm. to 7 circle 23 penetrations 23 shots to <laughs> yeah. 3 surprisingly um, both, uh, both teams had uh, well they had 23 shots to 3 in favour of Germany Shots and 23 to 3 in shots on target. So the remarkably accurate. Well, uh, in fact, everybody seemed to be remarkably accurate according to these statistics. Yeah, I think it's just shots. I think they could we'll be just call the, it the shots, be shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Altenberg, she was responsible for 10 of those circle penetrations of of two of the shots. The, uh, the 28 year old from Club and the Ulster in Hamburg. Uh, great game for her. Yeah, we uh, we want to control the game first, but uh, in the second half it was a bit like uh, ping pong, and so uh, yeah, but we wanted to play on the outside where many space against uh, South Africa so yeah I think it worked good I also thought Captain Jan of Wieland was very very strong at the back and controlled things well for them there uh, any highlights for you from the game? What is interesting off the stats is uh, the possession there 56% to South Africa so they, they got a fair amount of the ball but they obviously just couldn't get it into the circle perhaps well they did get a lot of the ball in their own half it should be said yeah, I think uh, as the game went on, their the transfers improved, but the ball speed didn't massively. Um, and the Germans were, were pressuring really, really hard. They were bearing down hard. They were they were um, causing quite a few mistakes there. And uh, you know, there, there was some improvement, particularly after the goal went in for South Africa. Uh, that last four or five minutes of that quarter um, that really sort of pricked them up and they, they uh, put up a good fight. But plenty for South African coach Sheldon Rostron to... Uh to think about in in the days ahead and Germany well I think Xavier Retton will probably you know it's, it's an expected result 
he would probably see things to improve and he'd probably be happy about a couple yeah. of other things. Also, um, Victoria Hooser, she'd be very happy. She got the opening goal there um, and also put the stroke away. Did you see the stroke in that game? Because it was originally given as a short corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, on referral was upgraded to the stroke. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but you know, interesting. There's been a, there was a few interesting ones on the referrals uh, yesterday, and a couple of headshots as well. Nicoline Turblant, she took a big ball to the head uh, in the second quarter, uh, and got up and continued playing for another 20 or 30 seconds um, until she got called off the field. That was a bit of a surprise, particularly with the, con- oh, the well, concussion that, conversations. Well, well, the coaching staff probably went. They probably thought she was just going to go down and lie there for a while, and the doctor would go out there and help her off or whatever. But when you just get up and run away, coaches probably go, "Hang on, hang on, get off, get off." Yeah, but good on the commentary team for picking up on that. Simon Mason and uh, yeah. Mason and Charlie Broom there. Um, uh, other things in the game? Oh, just quickly, I just I I think the keeper Fumalela Mumbandi, fantastic, excellent game from her. Um, but yeah, three women for Germany at the end. Game two. Game two, England versus India, and this was quite an enthralling game. Uh, India opened the scoring in the 25th minute through Nihar Goyal, and then in uh, that was a field goal plucked against the run of play totally. Uh, England dragged one back in the 54th minute through Lily Owlsley off a penalty corner, but it stayed there. That scoreline won all, and uh, it was you know a reasonably tight game, 55 percent possession to England to 45 percent India I think it's fair to say after India score after India scored they sat back a, a little bit circle entries with 34 to 10 and shots 15 to 4 in favor of England but they were clearly playing on the counter-attack there and they were doing it very effectively I thought they were good at the back I thought Savita had a cracking game in goal oh, yeah, um, so. well England started like the first 42 seconds there was a, a, a corner that Savita stayed, saved uh, with a stick save very frenetic start to the game um, and I, well, I guess it was frenetic throughout, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was end-to-end and it could have gone any way and it was fantastic to hear that crowd. Um, it was lovely to hear the national anthem. It was great to see a packed stadium yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, you know, when, when the, the England goal went in, I thought, oh, game on, you know, game on. Now, how did Matt on the ground yesterday, Matt? We did Abel. indeed, Mr. Tam McLeod from the hockey family. And he happened, Tam, had a uh, little bit of a chat with Holly Pern Webb after the game and this is what she thought of it all. But yeah, I think we played well. We had a lot of possession. Um, it was a little bit frustrating the amount of possession we had, the amount of opportunities we were sort of creating that we couldn't sneak a win there. But um, I think we've got to take the positives from it. We played pretty well. We had a lot of possession. Um, we just now need to work on the last little bit of putting the ball in the back of the net. And that's probably a correct summation of the game. That's right. You know, Alex Danson, she was very lively in and around the D, wasn't she? Um, yeah. Yeah, there lots, lots of positives, but they just couldn't stick it in the back of the net. And uh, I, I think nerves, nerves. I thought early on that England were going to absolutely thump the Indian team. They were giving them too much space in the midfield and players like Lily Olsley, etc., were able to just break open the the the, the the gaps in the field yeah. and, and cut through lines um, but then the Indians short they seem to crunch their team up a little bit and deny that space to the English so you know I think Sean Moranio would probably be quite happy with what he was able to turn around what looked like being could have been a bad outcome for them and you know, got the players to, to change the way they were playing during yeah. the game. I, I thought Rani had a, a real captain's game there as well. I don't know if you noticed, she got interviewed after one of the quarters and she was absolutely blowing. The sweat was dripping. I think it was half-time, in fact. The sweat was dripping off. And I thought, that is what you want to see. Now, the next game up, 
the United States versus Ireland, and I thought this was a ripping game. Now, it wasn't perhaps a game of the greatest skill. Oh, sure, there was plenty of skillful players and there was lots of skill out there, but um, I thought the intensity both teams showed and the, the attack on the ball, the free ball, not necessarily attacking the player, but when there was a ball in, in dispute or a ball to be got, both teams yeah. were hard Win the 50-50s. Absolutely, yeah. and it was, it was a really good game. Uh, unfortunately, the United States couldn't score enough goals to keep the Irish girls out, and they would be absolutely stoked with a performance like that after 16 years to to win your first match back at the World Cup. Yeah, against a, a team higher ranked than you. Yeah. Do the rankings matter? Um, but what was interesting was that the USA did edge most of the stats. There were slightly more circle entries, a few more shots, a couple more short corners, but didn't boss the... Uh, mm. Oh, no, I get it. possession was you know 52-48 in favour of Ireland, so even that was very very close. But every other statistic, the Americans were were that little bit ahead. I've I've got a different figure from the same website as you. There you go. What's gone on the report is different to what's on the uh, on the website. Oh, Maybe really? a little glitch there. Uh, two goals from Deirdre Duke, number 28, a University College of Dublin player. They very won. well taken goals too. Yep, and they. Uh, yeah, she's continued on her good season after them winning the regular season, the EY League in Ireland this year with UCD. Forwards uh, that take their chances are like gold, and she obviously is one of those style of forwards. If you give her a, a, a shot, she's going to have a red-hot crack at getting it in. Well, we talked on yesterday's show about the importance of that first game for Ireland and the USA, and uh, Ireland have, have edged it. Now, let's look at the last game of the day. Australia versus Japan. 3-2 victory to Australia. Um Interesting, Australia scored the first three goals. They were 3-0 three, three up by 35 minutes, and Japan came immediately back at them and scored a goal in the 36th minute, and uh, then picked up another goal in the 60th minute, a field goal, to make it 3-2. It was all done and dusted by then, though, wasn't it? Pretty much, but, I mean, the Australians would be happy that they came out firing, but uh, to let Japan back in, I think they'd be a bit miffed about that. Japan had more possession in the game. More shots yep. on goal, more short corners, more circle entries. But that's what makes Australia so hard to beat is they take their chances and they keep working hard and keep working hard. And even though they might have been behind on all of, on those metrics, they're obviously ahead on a, a metric that you can't count, which probably determines more games than most people realise. And that's the have a crack metric. That's right. <laughs> now, in, in working our... Working hard metric. In our ones to watch in our uh, previous show and... Talking on the reverse stick, I've mentioned a couple of players. One of them, M. Hertz, another one, Jody Kenny, with their drags. Well, both of them scored in last night's game. And of course, there was also a goal from World Cup newcomer Rosie Malone. Rosie only made her debut uh, back in January, and she scored that. She scored her fourth goal in nine games since that debut. And uh, she spoke to Tam McLeod straight after the game about what it's been like to play at a World Cup. Oh, pretty surreal. As I was yeah, saying to a few people, I wasn't even in the Hockey Roos squad two months ago, so to be just put in the squad like in the middle of the year and then to make the World Cup team was um, yeah, pretty amazing. And, um, yeah, I'm living the dream, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> living the dream indeed. Oh, I bet she is, especially after scoring a goal in your first World Cup appearance. 
Yeah, she'd just, be pretty happy about just, that. Yeah, just sensational. And, uh, and there's quite a few young ones in the tournament, isn't there? Yeah, there are. There's a lot of young players. Now, she did say something else that caught my ear um, that we'll listen to in a second, but apparently it's been pretty hot in England. Yeah. And, well, uh, uh, the the banner's been lifted for today, folks. You're allowed to take a 500ml sealed water bottle in with you. Woohoo. Oh, I hope they keep that up. Um, I said not vodka, I said water. Sealed. Yeah, see, oh yes. A sealed water bottle. But uh, there's a photographer there, his name escapes me at the moment. He took a photo from the top of the stands, but looking out at the marsh that's behind the... Yeah. It's brown. Brown, yeah. It Hackney marshes, brown. that's right. Bear that in mind. Have, have a listen to what else Rosie had to say after the game. Well, I think to begin with, you know, this turf is a little bit different. It's a little bit thicker, stickier. So I think we knew that coming out here, even though we've had, you know, a few days practice, once, once you have the crowd and your nerves and all the excitement, I think, you know, there's a lot of times where you're running through and you're kind of stumbling across on the ball. So I think in the second half, um, you know, I thought we did have a bit better control, but as I say, Japan were bringing the pressure, so um, yeah, it was still pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly Lovely, did bring the pressure. Lovely, cheerful young lady, isn't <laughs> that's she? That's right. Yeah. Um, you, you, you think that's a water issue on the ground? I don't know if it's a water. It's just something that they maybe not have considered because who would have thought it wouldn't be raining in England during summer? Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's why you were allowed to take the water in today, John. It could be to water the pitch, yeah. like they did at the Champions Trophy, <laughs> right out with a little right. water. Like, well, I, I mean, it, it, it is something that, as as players and coaches and stuff, you'd have to be across. I don't know about be concerned about. You just got to deal with what you got to deal with. But you know, maybe there is a slight change to the way you'll have to play if it starts drying out. I don't know. I've never played on turf. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have a couple more grabs too from the Irish girls because we haven't played those yet either. No, that's right. So we've got uh, Anna O'Flanagan. And uh, she's talking, because they've been slightly underrated, I think, the Irish girls. Have a listen to this. What were, what were your expectations before the game? Uh, to be honest, we knew we could come out here and get a win. I know maybe some other nations didn't think that, and maybe they're 10 places ranked ahead of us in the world, but we did a lot of homework on them, and we know where our strengths lie, we knew where their weaknesses lie, and we really exploited that today. And, you know, we went out and did the job that, that we had planned to do, and we got the results we wanted to get. Do you reckon the girls from Ireland have come into this as the Hunters? I think they're a bit fired up, aren't they? And it's good they're, to see. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And uh, it was backed up by their goalkeeper. Uh, Aisha McFerrin. And who, of course, was talking... To Tam McLeod from the hockey family. Who you just heard at the beginning of that last grab. Um, I think for us, we've got... Like, we're very talented hockey players. We're smart players. Um, we know if we keep building up play, keep moving the ball, passing, running hard through the lines... Um, we'll create the space that we need but try and encourage them to come out a little more and try and press us um, but we know we have the talent on and off the ball to get in behind them get into the spaces and do the job Fired up and confident eh? Yes, lovely to hear but you know they've, they've got a plan they're, they're going after teams So they've got a couple of days rest and uh, they'll be back into it again Now, what's up today John? Oh Well, another packed day Matt we've got some uh, games from groups A, C and D Two Group A games, kicking off the day with Italy versus China. 17th ranked Italy, the only team outside the top 16 That's in the right. world to be playing at the tournament. China's ranked 8th in the world. Uh, next up is a Group C game, and this should be a ripper. It should be a, a Latin love fest of hockey going on here. I'm not sure love fest would be the, the word uh, you're Latin looking for. Hockey with fest? <laughs> Argentina versus Spain. That could be a real ripping game. And, of course... Uh, world's greatest player Gigi Oliver will be playing in that game back to Pool A later on in the afternoon Netherlands versus Korea number one versus number nine 
um, and the Dutch will be looking to flex their muscles early on in this tournament, I would think. And then the day's rounded out with the fourth-ranked New Zealand taking on 13th-ranked Belgium. And I'm sure Ernst Bart will find a way to watch that particular match. It's going to be a great day of action there. Of course, China versus Italy. We spoke before China, quite a young side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't mind an upset there with the 17th taking on the 8th, 18th, there, um, the 8th place there. And... Uh, I wouldn't mind betting we get a goal from the 40-year-old and we get a goal from the 17-year-olds. Really? Oh, I don't know. Just oh, well, look, I must admit, I, I follow um, FIH Italia on both Facebook and, uh-huh. and Twitter, but I can't speak or read Italian, so I've got absolutely Google, no Google Translate, idea. just a tip for everybody out there, Google Translate. <laughs> All right, game number two. Game number two. Argentina, Argentina Spain. Spain, who do you reckon in that one? I think Spain will win, of course. They're my tip. I'm going for Spain. It's going to be interesting. It will show the intent of the Argentinian side um, in this tournament. Are they going to be up there at the end of it? or uh, I, don't know, I fancy Spain. I do fancy Spain in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Argentina are a very good side. I mean, one or draw would probably be a good result for no, Spain. No doubt there. Netherlands, Korea. Well, you're going to go for the Netherlands, aren't you? Well, um, but early in the tournament... Poor old Korea could be on are hiding today that they don't deserve because I get the feeling that the Netherlands will be wanting to make intentions clear and they'll be wanting to put stamp their authority on this tournament. And we mentioned before only 15 international caps across the two goalkeepers that are playing for mm. the Koreans there. And uh, New Zealand versus Belgium. Well, I think the Black Sticks, your tip, are going to be too good there. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt in that at all. It's going to be a tough uh, ask for Belgium. Great days hockey coming up though, John, hey? I'm really looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to being with you again tomorrow because we'll have another World Cup daily heading your way tomorrow as well, won't we? We will indeed. Now don't forget about the crash ball count, hashtag oh, crash yes. ball if you one. hear one. There was one yesterday from uh, At Mercy in Hockey on Twitter, Mr Simon Mason. He, uh, he did apologise. He, he apologised. Well, he didn't apologise. He said, did you notice that uh, he hasn't said it again after the tweet? John, we're quickly going to do our sweepstake oh, for the 16 yes. uh, people who kindly... Liked our tweet the quickest. Okay. Um, I've got a bag here with some numbers and names. You've got a bag there. Let's go through it. Pull out number one, Mr. Glenn Keemer. Glenn Keemer, he's on New Zealand. Uh, You won't like this one. Melville Hockey Club. Melville Hockey Club, they're on Korea. Tans Lee. Tansy, what am I pulling out for Tansy? Oh, you'll never guess. England. England. (laughs) He's going to be happy with that. (laughs) Niall Somerville. Niall. My magic hands have drawn from the beanie of fortune, Belgium. Belgium. Baggy wanted that spot, by the way. Hashtag TRS World 11. Mr. Nick Irvin. Nick, you are in line for... I better play the music again while we're doing this. USA. USA. Ben Hughes. Benny, you can have... You can have... What, what's this one say? That one says Netherlands. Netherlands. Aronan 7. Aronan 7 I think it's a pseudonym They are going to be supporting Spain Spain leads Adele Hockey Club I've got to try and pick one out Australia Australia Nick Davey Nick Davey is going to be in with India Lachlan Hall Lockie you are in with South Africa not a good start at the time John O'Shea, the goat man, hashtag TRS World goat 11. man is from Germany. Ooh, Austria's not here, are they? No. Uh, Stephen Broadfoot. Stephen. Ireland. Tracy Bird. Trace. How are you, Tracy? Uh, Trace is in for China. 
Kathleen Chua. Kathleen Argentina. Matt Matthias is back. That's his handle on Twitter. That's all we got. Italy. Italy. And finally, number 16, Mr. Patrick Joyce has... Japan. Japan. Don't do the voices. Thank you so much for joining us on the World Cup Daily, ladies and gentlemen. Keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, all at The Reverse Stick. This has been brought to you by The Reverse Stick and the Hockey Family. We'll see you tomorrow for show number three. See ya.